Oh my God, we're back. We are, whether you want us to be here or not. <laughs> I almost said back again, but that's not true because this is the first break we've ever taken. We've been doing this show, all, what, three years now? Yep. That's crazy. And this mm-hmm. was the first summer vacay we ever took. Yes. Did you have fun on your vacay? I did. So how was your summer? What did you do? Uh, I worked a lot. Um, I took some time off, a lot of which I just worked during because that's what my life is now. I worked. It's a Saturday. Oh I've worked God. all okay, morning. This is so boring. Um, so I actually did something with my summer. <laughs> what did you do this summer? <laughs> I went to Trivia Nationals, and it was really, yeah. really fun. Um, that was in Las Vegas, and I've never like gone to a trivia conference. This was my first um, yeah. foray into doing that, and I, I had a blast. I met so many really wonderful, cool, nice people, um, some friends that um, that are just now lifelong friends. They're just cool people. And That's awesome. um, yeah, I have to tell one story from the music quiz. So, spoiler, my team won. The, the team music quiz. Take that. Um, we un, unseated the champs of like the last three or four something years from this conference. Um, and one of the questions that led us to victory, Do you are you familiar with Nardawar? Have you ever seen Nardawar before? No, I don't he's think so. He's this bizarre little Canadian man who interviews famous musicians, and he's just very <laughs> winsome and charming and kind of strange. And so um, one of the rounds in, in the music quiz was playing clips of Nardawar. <laughs> um, and his interviews, this and then seems very niche. and then the host. Uh, it was a, each was a two part question. Part one was simply just to identify who Nardawar was interviewing, mm-hmm. and then to answer a follow up question. So um, there's this. We're a few questions into it, and Nardawar. This clip pops up, and Nardawar is interviewing this blonde person, and I'm I'm just going, man, I know who this is, and I can't place it. And then I thought back to. Um, my my ex K who's been on this show before and I was like, you know what? I feel like this is someone I've heard K talk about. I think that this might be someone named Genesis P. Orridge. And I'm looking around and my team is looking at me like, what? And I'm like, I just just write it down. I was like, we don't have another guest, right? Like yeah. I'm pretty sure that is someone I've named trivia questions, right? Doing it that way. I'm like, do you have I'm pretty a sure that's guest? someone named Genesis P. Orridge. So it turned out, <laughs> spoiler, that was Genesis P. Orridge. And I was literally the only person in the entire theater who guessed that and even knew who Genesis P. Orridge was. So we won partially because of that, and that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I went up <laughs> back to the hotel room after that, and I FaceTimed Kate. I was like, so we just had the music quiz, and there was a Nardawar route, and immediately she goes, Genesis P. Orange, was it Genesis P. Orange? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, What, what does yeah. Genesis P. Orange do? Genesis P. I'm Orange. music. Yeah, just an experimental musician from uh, the UK. Um, just a very, in- invented uh, invented a term called pandrogyny, which I love. That is a hilarious word. Um, so yeah, Jen's just kind of a, an all around cool person and like a noise musician, which is totally not my thing. Not into nope, that at all. It's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they are a, uh, cool person. I'm not sure what Jen's pronouns are. So that's oh, why I say that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So shout out to Genesis Peorge for, um, helping us clutch that win. Um, Nick, the next day, one of the trivia hosts, like I got picked out of a crowd for like to be somebody's partner for a music question at another event the next day. And I didn't know. And uh, the trivia host was like, well, he knew who Genesis O. Porridge was. Oh, porridge. <laughs> That's like the easiest part of the name to remember because it's P-Orridge, like porridge. Exactly. Like the three little bears. Yes. Uh, so, yes, that was my summer. Trivia conference, Genesis P-Orridge, and um, frankly, missing doing this show. And so I'm yeah, glad we're back. We are back. Good we, to see you again. And the, last thing, and the last thing that we said was it was like the heat wave got us, so we're leaving. The heat wave has not left. Oh, my God, but no. My God. But 
we felt comfortable coming back now because on the day we're recording this, the the high is I think ninety seven today. It's bad. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but um, by the end of this week, we should be normal again. <laughs> That's it's the TV we're, news. You're a meteorologist. Yeah, exactly. I'm the resident meteorologist. Mm-hmm. So. Why are we here? Today, it's episode 135. Oh my god, that's so many episodes. That's a lot. And we're talking about um, probably the most German thing we're ever going to talk about on this show. I mean, there are more German things, but this is very German. Yes. Yeah. Like, this is, I would I would argue that, that the band Propaganda is more German somehow than Kraftwerk. It's just so very German. Yes. I, I don't know about that. It's very hard for yeah, me to not. say anything Actually, more German Actually, I kind of feel silly for saying that now. I, I, it's very hard for me. It's yeah, a you're different right. type of German. You're right, you're right. No, really? I think it's the same kind of German. It's similar German, but All right. it's... Uh, so let's talk. Let's mm. let's actually get to some clips here, and then uh, the dear listener can decide for themselves just how German this is. So Propaganda. <laughs> propaganda, this band is formed in Dusseldorf, Germany in 1982, mm-hmm. um, and they, are, are, uh, they comprise members whose names I cannot say without doing a... A cornball German accent exactly. because that's just their names. <laughs> so um, the dudes in the group are Michael Mertens, Andreas Tein, and Ralph Dor- und Ralph Dopper. <laughs> yeah, love those. Mm. And then the two women are Suzanne Freitag and my favorite one, Claudia Brucken. <laughs> I love saying that name. It's, it's like okay, I'm trying to remember my my German from college. Claudia, you have to pronounce it like Brücken. Right, Claudia Brücken. Claudia Brücken. Susan Freitag, which I think Freitag is Friday. I think you're right. So this. Oh, which may, is a oh my god! Cool wait, name. is that a, is that like a cute winsome stage name? Then is her, I don't. I think that's maybe like that's an not her real name. name. Oh my god! But like, I think she should go by. So like, if she, she was American, she might be like Susie Friday. Susie Friday oh, is a that's great a, that's stage amazing. name. That was one of the. Like first things oh, I noticed on this name, Susie Friday is a great <laughs> stage name. I love that. Oh yeah. god. Okay, yeah, she's Susie Friday now. All right, that's <laughs> that's great. Um, they moved to the UK shortly after getting a record deal on ZTT Records. Again, just so German. Everything about them is so German. ZTT Records is so German. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk first and foremost about the song that, if you've ever heard a song by Propaganda, this is probably the one you've heard. Um, that would be 1984's Doctor Mabuse. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like, how do you even how do you even discuss this without remarking about how unbelievably this German is, all of this, this is, is, right? Yeah, I think of all the Germanness, this is as German as it, as I think it. Yes. I think it gets less German in many spots, but this is so German, <laughs> and like I can't. I it's it's not my thing. Yeah. So there is nothing more German than a new wave band comprising people with the names we just said doing a song about a character from a Fritz Lang movie like I, I didn't bring enough ibuprofen for this I mean this is just, that's why I say so like you German. see why I kind of ran out ahead of myself and said this is more German than Kraftwerk and it's I really like that's what I'm saying I it's really, just it's very German and it's also that like it's still got that 80s kind of German synth pop sound that you hear it's kind of it's that super overproduced thing oh my god and yes and this is like a darker version of it's industrial yeah it's very industrial it's, it's pop it's it, it kind of it's it's I would say this is the the very beginnings of industrial music we're definitely hearing here okay. but it, this is new wave to me more than anything oh absolutely um, but yeah you're right it's poppy enough that it did catch on um, outside of Germany it was mm-hmm. it was a mild hit in the UK also and um <laughs> I love this. The way that you may have heard this song if you grew up as an American in the 80s. Um, you, you remember the Mary Stuart Masterson movie, Some Kind of Wonderful? Absolutely. Um, she, in the very beginning credits of the movie, is playing the drums. 
And this is the song that she's playing the drums to. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's very ridiculous. Because the song is like three years old at that point. I don't, sorry, I don't even know why it was on anybody's radar. That was John Hughes, right? Uh, was some kind of wonderful John, a John Hughes I movie? I don't know. Oh, well, it's got Eric Stoltz. I'm looking it Mary up Stewart right now. Masterson, Madison. Yes. Mary Stewart. It's Eric Stoltz, right? Mary Stewart, Milwaukee, whatever her name is. Yes, John <laughs> Hughes. Is, it is John okay. Hughes. Okay. So it's it's funny to me that, that a song like this ended up in a John Hughes it's movie. It's the 80s. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so the song itself, though, is actually pretty cool. It's like it's super it's cool. dramatic. It's what you would expect if you think German New Wave Industrial. Absolutely. It's, it's, also, it's like the benchmark for that. Also, it was very funny that I saw that it was related to this. I think the most out of any songs was that there was a music rever- reviewer out when they first came out, mm-hmm. and they called them ABBA from Hill. Oh, my God. But that's so perfect. perfect. That's a perfect like description. At first I got angry when I read that. I was like, don't you No, that's ABBA perfect. And then I'm like, well, shit. That's, yep. It, okay. Actually, it's spot on. Yeah. Wow, that's ABBA great. ABBA from Hill. And I think this Love is that. the most ABBA from Hill you Sell them get. your soul. Sell them your soul. <laughs> Now I'm just imagining like, what it would sound like if ABBA recorded this song. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tell them your soul. <laughs> oh, we're going to get sued. Selling your soul, selling your soul, selling your soul. So Propaganda's proper album, and I think their only proper album, comes out Propaganda? In, <laughs> their Propaganda proper album, <laughs> uh, which was titled A Secret Wish, comes out the following year in June of 1985. Um, a, a hit in the UK and also in the Netherlands. This was a number five album in the Netherlands. They, they loved it. Not surprised. Um, the second, the follow-up single to Dr. Mabuse was called Duel, and completely different tone way popular. this is yeah this is like synth pop meets new wave yeah except i do like that like they they still have some weird sound effects from like some weird kind of dark sound effects in like the middle sure yeah so they got so like clearly the guy who likes to press that button in the studio <laughs> couldn't quite they couldn't quite get rid of him that day. Uh, i'm gonna say that was probably ralph <laughs> rolf yes ralph rolf dorper yes rolf dorper. We'll, we'll blame him yes he was he was the button sound effect guy. <laughs> I just picked an A. I don't know. It could have yeah, been they're... all Susie Friday on the button. Yeah, we don't they, know. They have to remind you that they're German. So that's how that's they a, did that. That's right. In this one. But the, like, this actually has a really great hook. Absolutely. It's, it, the, the, the chorus is wonderful. Um, and yeah, like you said, it's just a, it's a poppier song. And it's kind of weird just considering the tone of the first one. And then I, I heard this and I was like, oh, well, okay. Exactly. This is different. Yeah. Yeah, I really um, like and, this one. Uh, get ready for that feeling because uh, we're gonna we're gonna experience that <laughs> again well, to a much gonna... <laughs> a much greater degree later. But Duel is 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 great. It's a just a nice little new wave synth pop oh, song. Oh yeah, absolutely.
I also had to bring up this version of Duel because this was, I think, on like the... So when they did the 12-inch, they had Duel, and then they called the B-side Jewel, which is the it's a, just kind of like a different take on the same song. It's just harder. And specifically this mix, the rough cut, this is so good. Yeah. Because it's suddenly it's like, oh, right, this is propaganda. Okay. Mm-hmm. They just did There's like all this dual, screaming and this harder. like kinky kind of S&M stuff happening, at, at, but like it works. It still somehow works. It's still, it's really good. Very. It's just the whole concept of that. Also, very German. Very, Why? very how? German. Why? How? Okay, so we got to talk about P Machinery now. Um, I love this song. I like it. It's it's, it's a in, nice dance single. I mean, but it's also like it's it's pretty industrial sounding. If you couldn't tell by the yes. title, yes, definitely. You um, know, it's, it's we're definitely fine. back to the kind of the industrial nature of, mm-hmm. of Doctor Mabuse. But um, this, I think, was actually Propaganda's biggest hit in the U.S. because this was it's a on Miami Vice. This was, oh, that, that's why. Okay. And let me just tell you, yeah, this is probably the one I knew the most because I have my favorite playlist on Spotify. I'm going to shout this out. Okay. There's a playlist. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like all the music that was on every single season of Miami Vice that's available on Spotify. Whoa. And I'm telling you what, there is everything in the world on this playlist. It is for all occasions. If you're working, it's got the stuff for that. If you're driving, you got the badass driving songs. If you're in Miami in a club snorting a ton of <laughs> lines of cocaine, also very good. So uh, that was not how I spent my summer, by the way, <laughs> unfortunately. Say a little, little specific, yeah, but, but anyway, go on. Anyway, P Machinery is on that, and it's that's also a very good playlist. Miami Vice music, um, much better than the entire show. The title of this also, I just realized, this kind of sounds like modern because like it's become this thing in the last five years for the people say P when they mean pretty. Like, oh, oh that, yeah, I that's P that. cool. So that's P machinery. Yeah, I like to say for pretty decent. I'm like, yeah, it's P decent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. That's P machinery. P Town P Hall is P decent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, R.I.P. P Town P Hall. P Town P Hall. P the um, this song was a hit uh, out not just in the U.S. It was a number one in Spain on the pop chart. Um, it charted also in the U.K., Germany, Netherlands, France, and Italy. It was it just people yeah. love this one, man. It worked for him. Okay, I love this track. Okay, I, the the title of it. Right. <laughs> like I can't tell if I love it or it's the dumbest thing ever. I Well, this to me is Maybe that's the point. This is kind of like I th- this is kind of um, a perfect example of what I think of now when I think of propaganda. Having gone through and studied their mm-hmm. discography now, I think of this blend of like we can do weird industrial, but also we can write this chorus that's like so pop. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is, right? Because the song is so strange and off-putting, and then you hit this chorus, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's a great hook. And and 
I, I keep having that experience with them as Man. I go through their discography. If you want to, if you want to describe '80s German pop in a sentence, that actually is yeah. kind of really good so, for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally like into it. this. I like it. I think it's a sweet little song with a cute little message. That's like, oh man, I didn't mean to make you sad. It was just whatever, you know. It's like I didn't mean to make you laugh. It's or it's like I didn't mean to laugh at you. Whatever, <laughs> but, which I think is just cute and innocent. It's so cute and innocent and just right on the surface, but also like relatable. That's and, funny. I I didn't even think about that. Oh, it is. So I, I think it's because I think it's because I I currently date someone who thinks everything is a joke, and I, there's sometimes I don't ah. think things are jokes. And so most of our fights end with sorry for laughing, so oh, it's funny. Okay. I'm not showing him this song, because it's going to piss me off more if he ever references it. <laughs> We're working on it. You're like, We're you, working you don't even like it. propaganda. We're working on it. I just don't need- Kind of a shame that that one was never released as a single, but yeah. it's an album cut. What are you gonna um, do? I do want to talk about one more album cut before we move on to Propaganda's, we'll, we'll call it their next form, <laughs> uh, their evolution. <laughs> You're using um, words that are too kind. Yeah. Um, Dream Within a Dream, um, which is, I think, the last track on this, uh, this A Secret Wish album. And this is uh, nine minutes of a Poe, an Edgar Allan Poe poem set to music. And, no. here, and here we are. My notes are, no, too much, can't, this has crossed my line of allowable experimentation. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretentious, but I, <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Like, I, I'm, I hope it made them happy. I'm all for freedom of expression, but just express it over there. I will be over here. All right, so this is where things kind of get odd with propaganda. So uh, basically, everyone leaves the band except for Mertens, Michael Mertens, over the next few years. Yeah, um, and there's like some weird legal drama with ZTT. So have you ever heard, I, I want to say, I don't know if this originated with the guys on Car Talk, that NPR show, but if I, I definitely heard it from them. So, like, if you have a car that's kind of a beater and different parts on it start failing, right? And so then you, like, replace the alternator and then you replace the windshield and then you replace the ignition, you replace the steering wheel. At what point is it not the same car Mm. when you have replaced all the parts? Uh, That's kind of where I came back around to with this, right? Okay. So at what point is a band no longer the same band if everything about it is completely different? So just keep that in mind as we talk about these next few songs, I guess. It's so, going to take a turn. So Michael Mertens is the only one left in the band. I think that, like, uh, Ralph Dorpa, I was trying to remember his last name, um, was involved in, like, some of the writing sessions and then left the group before the album 
came out. Yeah. Because I think the writing sessions for this started around 1988, but then the album, which was called 1234, comes out in 1990. This is only their second album, keep that in mm-hmm. mind. Um, so Michael Martins is the only original member still in the band at this point. The other four have all left. Um, and they get a new vocalist, this lady named Betsy Miller, who is an American. Betsy with an I. Yes, Betsy with an I, because of Huge course. Huge fan. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the name Betsy, unless it's with an unless I. it's with an I. All right, noted. Um, and they got the bassist and the drummer from Simple Minds. Yes, I know, right? And so mm-hmm. here we are with this incarnation that is still calling itself Propaganda, making music that does not sound anything like Propaganda. I'm going to be right? real, I liked it. I mean, sure, it's fine, but it's is it propaganda? That's kind I, of my I, question. I don't think it is. Like, at that point, why wouldn't you just call the band something different? Uh, I, you know, you make a good point. So, okay, anyway, let's talk about a couple of the, the tracks from this, mm-hmm. and, and dear listener, you will hear what we're talking about here. Um, Heaven Give Me Words was the first single, um, and this no surprise, was a hit on the U.S. adult contemporary chart. Oh, yeah. So that should already tell you the direction that propaganda is going and why we're so confused. I'll tell you what, I like it. Um, it did barely crack the top 40 in Germany also, because I guess hometown pride, who knows. Um, Do you hate it? No, I don't hate it. It just, it's so different. It's not propaganda to me. Right. It's it's so silly to me to see these music videos and hear these songs and this and Betsy Miller with her long, flowy, blonde hair and, and for the name propaganda to be on it, it's just strange to me. Yeah. Um, this straight up sounds like a Laura Branigan song. It absolutely does. Yeah. And and uh, it actually, this was like co-written. It. Did you see who co-wrote this? No. Because that kind of explains it. Uh, this was co-written by Howard Jones. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yes, this, I could see Howard Jones doing this song. Yeah. Just, so this know. is this totally bizarre new incarnation of propaganda. And here we are. And they're still calling it propaganda. And they're making adult contempo pop now. And I'm, I'm okay with it. But yeah, I agree with you. This isn't propaganda. Be one thing if they made this and it was like still the same people. But this is not propaganda. Propaganda that they're calling themselves propaganda. That's a, it's mind control. That's what it is. There you go. Oh my god, that's like the experimentation of it. There you go. There it is. Oh my god. I figured FBI. It out. FBI. See, first back. episode back. We've already got the hats on. <laughs> um, the next single was called "Only One Word." Uh, the, that's a lie. There are more. Yeah, than, there are, there more are many than words word. in this. More than and one I have word. many words for it. <laughs> um, first of all, this bass line is straight up lifted out of "Father Figure" by George Michael. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and the, did you see who played guitar on this track? Oh God. It's freaking David Gilmore from Pink oh, Floyd. Oh yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I don't again, know where like fr- they have Betsy in an aquarium with things all swimming around her in this video. Just, Do you think maybe they're just what in a is studio? What is going on here? <laughs> maybe they're just in a studio and they're seeing people walk by and they're like, hey, can you just come in here real quick? Uh, I also found out that Betsy was married to, uh, the co-producer of this album. So that may have been how they roped her into the project. Oh. <sighs> Wow. Nepotism. Um, To me, okay, this is... Or hell, it could have been how they roped the producer into the project. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? It's a very entangled web. But 
Uh, I will say that this song is so forgettable. Yeah, I, it so is. I forgot what we were talking about. And also, <laughs> uh, how, this is like is a very 90s, thing, 90s Europe thing. I feel like this is very Roxette, but it's not Roxette, so it sucks. Like, Ooh, interesting. Only Roxette can do this. To me, oh, it sounds like goes a, harder than this. No, but it, to me, it's like it's like one of their off songs, like one of their like not huge okay. hit rock sets. Well, I was going to say like even even Roxette's ballads still like they bring it. Oh, absolutely. But to Roxette me, Roxette like, always brings it. Roxette has never once failed to bring it. No, Roxette. If we if Roxette would have done this song, it would have been awesome. Okay, but they did not do. I'll give that. you that. Okay, so we're going to talk about Wound in My Heart now. And Kill which, me with that which, title. <laughs> Put a wound in my brain. Yeah, this actually was released as a single and was a freaking number one single in Argentina. Of course, Arge- Argentina. And if you go Where look at the YouTube the, comments, uh, there are a lot of uh, Argentinian folks talking about how sad it made them in 1991. Um, it made, what, this song? Yes. Oh, it's probably all of those hidden Nazis in Argentina. Oh my god. Uh, Dude, I didn't even think about that. Why did you even have to go? Oh, FBI hat coming out again. <laughs> oh, of course. Why would there be people listening to German music in Argentina? Yeah, right, that whole Germans. thing. Okay, anyway. So, Wounded My Heart. When this track started, I had hopes for it because I started hearing the synth. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of propaganda-esque. Okay, are they getting back to their roots? Were the first two singles just off? Nope. Mm-mm. It's just a ballad. And... I, I don't. Like it though. I don't know if you, you'll see on our website. We're, please go watch this video. I don't know if this is the official video or if it's fan made. But either way, it is hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if I pay that much attention to. <laughs> you need to go back and watch it. It's like a sad woman crying at her desk, and then it suddenly goes full Spanish soap opera, and she's like twirling around a room with this dude. It's really funny, and I don't know. I can't. Oh, I legitimately. I do, yeah. Okay. I legitimately cannot tell if this is just like a dramatic video that was actually shot for the song or if someone just like took their favorite clips from their favorite Latin American soap operas and like made a fan video to this song. I mean, that could explain a lot of the um, enjoyment in South America. There you go. They love that stuff, as do I, frankly. And just one more, uh, Your Wildlife, and I only brought this up because this actually was a mild uh, U.S. dance hit. I can um, see why. This is another Howard Jones song. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Also, I hate this title. I hate it. Yeah. I hate the title. The rest of it, I think, is really ahead of its time. It kind of is. It, it, like, Because really... this was like 91, but this this feels like 1993 or 94. Yeah, it I agree. sounds like, yeah, I, like, I was not surprised. I was... We're, we are the specific kind of nerdy enough to say something like that, but yeah, I'm glad you I would. Mean, I, I don't yes, know if I I understand I what it. you mean, and I'm on the same page with and you. And it's yes. not, to me, it's the most, you know, they're at least trying something 
that's kind of new. That's propaganda-ish to me. It's not what I would assume they would have tried if you would have told me propaganda. But I think it's really ahead of its time. It's cool. I like it. Um, I think that it sounds like early, mid-90s Euro house, kind of, but like not quite there yet. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's definitely a harbinger to that kind yeah, of music. Yeah, for 1990. And also, f- for what it's worth, um, check out the full version of this because around like it's like a six minute track, and like about four minutes in, it kind of takes a turn, and like the last two minutes of it are really, mm. really cool. So, yeah, this is a neat track. So this is where things get kind of interesting with the lineup changes again. So in 1998, Claudia and Michael and Suzanne get back together without Ralph or other guy who um, other guy, by the way, the one who's not Ralph or Michael or Claudia or or Susie Friday. He left right after Dr. Mabuse. I don't even think by the time the first album came out. I think he he actually got kicked out or something. Um, Let me flip my page back and look at his name because I can't remember his name. Andreas Tien. Tien. Yes. I almost said Thielen, was was that's a football player. Um, But so Claudia, Michael, and Suzanne get back together without Ralph in 1998. They apparently recorded new material, shot a music video. This project dragged out for the next four years and ultimately gets canned in 2002. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a shame. But some tracks from it leaked online and you can find them without too much trouble. Um, There was a compilation album, though, released in 2002, which I guess was kind of like maybe the consolation for, oh, we couldn't get this album out, but here, have a compilation. Don't Um, sue us. So they put out a compilation called Outside World, and I wanted to talk about just one more track from it. This is actually an older song. It's not from 2002, but it appeared for the first time on this compilation album. It was the B-side to Dr. Mabuse. Um, they call it Lied Here. I believe it was called The Chase on the original album, but I love this. I really like it, too. If I was ever in, like, an early 80s British spy movie, this is the song I would want playing as I'm, like, running through the streets. Yeah, I think it's very, very cool. And it sounds, I don't know, it sounds it sounds modern for 2002. Like, if I would have heard that in 2002, I would have been very into it. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah, I did not expect to like it. But, yeah, I really, really, really liked it. So in November of 2004, um, the original members did reunite and they performed Dr. Mabuz, a one-off performance of Dr. Mabuz at Wembley Stadium. I'm not sure what the event was, but it was it was some big concert event. And, um, I, you know, I think in the UK they do those big like annual like holiday concerts where it's just like a big festival type thing. They do a lot thing. of stuff like that. So I, I think it was why. it was some kind of a festival setting. But the original members did get together, I believe, including Ralph, and they, they did Dr. Mabuz, which was cool. Um, And then 2005, the next year, Suzanne and Michael, Susie Friday and Michael, got together and recorded some new music that I don't think ever made it out anywhere. But then 
in 2018, Heaven 17 took Claudia and Suzanne on tour with them as the opening act. And they called themselves X Propaganda, like with letter X. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Heaven it's 17. really cute. <laughs> I know, of all people. Um, so yes, again, we rounded out with something just really German. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, these videos, by the way, are viewable on our brand newly redesigned website. It's so, it's so new. It's so new and so pretty. And yeah, um, I'm going to definitely include both of those in the playlist for this episode, um, which you can find online. I'm also going to include... Um, oh, yeah. I'm excited about this. <laughs> what? This, this live performance that I saw you put on there. Oh, yes. So um, Whatever the hell that was. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I'm also going to include uh, this live performance. And uh, oh my gosh, I didn't write down the title of the track and it's escaping me. It's a song by Throbbing Gristle, though. It's a live performance that they did in the early 1980s uh, on, I think, German television. Yeah, I assume it's the um, German national anthem. It's, <laughs> it's very German. Well, uh, Discipline is the name of the track. Um, oh, yeah. But it's, it was a song by Throbbing Gristle, who was fronted by... I don't know. Suzanne? Genesis P. Orridge. How'd you like oh that bow God. I just put on the episode? Are you serious? Yes. Are you serious? And yes, that's the, that's the beauty of all of this having happened now, because we had this episode planned before... Trivia Nationals and all of that even happened. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just such a nice little quinky dink and a little bow on Genesis this episode. Orange. Genesis comes around to save us once again. By the way, uh, our team name this year was Domo Arigato Demi Lovato. And we've already decided next year that uh, our team name is going to be This Genesis P. Orange is Just Right. Oh, I like Isn't it. Isn't that cute? Um, I would be This Genesis P. Orange is Too Hot. Oh, that's better. You're right. We should go with that. <laughs> so you can see, um, you can listen to and watch all of the uh, songs and videos that we've talked about in this episode on our website, which is offbeattrackscast.com. Yes. And we are on the Sochmeads on Twitter and Facebook. Yes. Sochmeads. That's what they say on like Vanderbump Rules, which is my I brand. I don't like, I don't care for this that. This is my brand. You let me have my okay, brand. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, we are at Offbeat Tracks. Yes, we I are. Forgot. And we have links to our Facebook and Twitter on our new website, oh, yeah, too. Yeah, we're all, so we're all over there. Drop us a line say hey yeah say hi we have no friends we need to say hello <laughs> and in the meantime <laughs> we have friends we'll be back in a couple mondays we will see ya see ya